Hello everyone. I am actually, oh man, I'm so frustrated right now. So um, this is like an unplanned podcast. If I even put it up, who knows? Maybe I'll just feel better after I make a recording. But um, uh, Taylor here, by the way, I am actually leaving my my full-time job. It is probably almost 11 o'clock by now. And I'm heading home and I was just checking in some of my um, groups and looking at comments and just reading some um, posts and things, catching up um, while I waited for the car to warm up. And, you know, I'm really trying to like follow, you know, Danielle and I have like, we have a plan and we really want this plan to be strategic and we want to follow, you know, um, a flow of information that makes sense that you know has purpose and reason but it's so hard for me because you know we've we've had this in the works for so long that I have had things that I want <laughs> that I wanted to say um, for you know uh, well over a year and I'm still like chomping at the bit to say it and it's just not coming um, the timeline for me to, to discuss certain things isn't coming quick enough. Um, and so, like I said, I don't know if I'm even, if I will even post this recording, but I'm frustrated because, um, I guess, I guess what really set me off today is I want to talk about, um, residential treatment and what that looks like, residential treatment care slash residential treatment facilities and what that looks like in the community um, now versus what it looked like in the community, um, you know, a couple years ago. And it's a totally, totally different conversation now. It's very bizarre to me that um, it's changed so much in just, you know, 24, 48 months (laughs) max. Like, um, So dating back to the beginning of uh, our entrance into Facebook groups, um, residential treatment care and residential treatment facilities, they were kind of like, um, they were like a dream for most people that were at their woods end. So the people that we interacted with regularly on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, they fit that obviously in that demographic. They are, they are um, either in danger, they are dealing with late teens, so they are like late rad, you know, late teen rads, so they've been, you know, at it for 12, 15 years, and, you know, they just, they need slash want slash deserve slash pray for slash dream of a break, and RTC is always, you know, um, the, the fairest option because where else, you know, where else can you, um, really take rad a rad child and know that they're not going to triangulate or feel feel like you can convince yourself that they're not going to triangulate and they're not going they're not going to um, manipulate and cause further harm to the to the family unit etc while not being in your house and so they're being cared for um you don't have to worry about that but you also um get the break that you need right so rtc was this thing that was like a dream for many some had experienced it and I um, immediately started looking into it that way back when, um, just out of curiosity, we actually had kind of bounced around the idea of sending our kid um, to kind of a similar situation, a similar, uh, it was like RTC, but not exactly. Um, and so 
back then we didn't really know. Um, it was kind of an unfamiliar territory. Our child was just getting to the age that um, any kind of RTC would be appropriate, in our opinion. So we started looking at some facilities that we knew in our community that were um, seemingly positive options, whatever. But I did my research, and, you know, of course, so did Danielle, and um, it was very quickly apparent and, and wild, widely discussed at that point in time that RTC was um, not the best option because, you know, uh, when RTC ends, um, here you are with a huge problem on your hands, very, very big problem on your hands. You have a, um, you know, uh, a child that has been out of the home, um, a child that has been, you know, doing whatever manipulative, you know, manipulative things in RTC um, to kind of triangulate and to position and whatever. Um, they're not bonding with specific caregivers most of the time. There's a lot of, you know, it's kind of like um, everything that they would want in a, in a permanent scenario. I mean, um, most legitimate rad kids are they thrive um, in their own way. <laughs> uh, I think thrive is a bad word. They are highly, highly uh, invested in, in the theory, the idea, the structure of, of being an RTC because um, they're not in that force bond, um, you know, attachment bond scenario with the nurturing enemy of any kind. They are not really... Um, getting like a specific, a large and specific amount of attention onto their every, um, whim. They're not able to, um, you know, they're able to just kind of move about in it with a little bit more freedom typically. And of course I have yet to see, and I have seen many stories and, um, reviews and reports of RTC from the vast majority of <laughs> the people that are now, um, seeking and receiving RTC treatment for their rad. Um, I haven't seen it go well, not one time, not one single time have I seen any person um, who was able to get funding for it or pay out of pocket for it, whatever the case may be. I have yet to see one single scenario where like, other than just giving the, the caregivers a break and maybe the biological children in the home who were victims of abuse or violence, like obviously that is a real thing and that is a necessary um, action that may need to be taken. However, that's a temporary fix. We all know that. Um, we know that Rad um, child comes home and maybe they've been out of the home for eight months or whatever the case may be. Now mom is like, you know, two months before the kid even comes home, mom is already full on like PTSD response. Um, just dreading the child's return. They are literally like making subconscious efforts to thwart the child's return home. Um, you know, crying, depression. I've heard of suicide um, attempts before um, child returns home from RTC because now the child is eight months to a year older or however long they are that, for, that far detached from you, which you could have them for 10 years and a year um, in RTC is going to unwind quite a bit of, <laughs> of hard work and progress. So, um, you know, it's amazing to me the amount of RTC, um, uh, activities that are going on in the community because, um, so many of these are privately funded. And so people are paying 
an arm and a leg out of pocket for these RTC centers that are, um, you know, that are, you hear of a new one every day, basically. Um, I see responses from the, the treatment families and the treatment facility um, personnel to the parents and emails and things like that. And it is, once again, back to, you know, back to the basics, the triangulation and manipulation where all we hear about is how wonderful the children are, how hard they've been working and how it's amazing that, you know, that we have such a good result here on blah, blah, blah campus. But um, every time they visit or when you see them, the reports are that, you know, you're having um, these negative interactions, these negative um, behaviors are, 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 you know, being seen. And so um, I just don't understand. I mean, I mean, uh, little Johnny, little Janie is so amazing here all day, every day. We've worked so hard and I just can't understand, you know, what's going on where there's no progress when um, you guys are together or, um, you know, it's a list of how much um, progress has been made and how they can't wait for so-and-so parent to, um, you know, come in and see this brilliant, um, you know, just this whole new, it's a 360. This kid is a totally different kid. You're never going to recognize them. Like we have solved, fixed, um, and improved upon what we were given by you. And we have wrapped it up in a pretty box and we're ready to return it. So then you see, you know, a couple days go by and then the parent comes back to the conversation saying like, you know, I was so hopeful. I was, you know, I was, um, I bought into it fully over the last year. I saw, um, you know, a progression from when we dropped little, uh, uh, Tommy off there to when we picked little Janie up, whatever they're saying, you know, um, it, it started out and it just seemed like it was difficult and we, they were struggling too. And then they just had this slow, you know, trajectory of progress. And so it made sense and I believed it. And I just, you know, I went and we, we flew up to so-and-so Lake and saw so-and-so and, uh, the first day was great. And then by the second day it all fell apart and I, and I could see through the whole fucking, the whole thing. And, um, you know, they come back and they're like, devastated because they had really hoped that they would have a year long vacation from their, their rad. And that if, and when the child came home, the child would be, um, fixed. The child would be fixed and returned. Um, and all of the things that made the parents send this child to RTC, um, would now be, um, you know, improved upon and they just had a one year vacation. And it just doesn't fucking work that way. And it's bizarre. I mean, every day I see the, the questions like, uh, anybody have a review on this school, on this facility? Um, we're thinking about taking out a loan to send our kid here, blah, blah, blah. Um, so-and-so's in this treatment. They've been in this treatment for eight months and now we're transferring them to this treatment. And it's just like, I don't know what to call it. I mean, obviously it's a trend, it's a pattern, it's a, it is a thing that is happening in the community, but it's, I mean, it's not something I can just like outwardly... Um, really, I can't really address it. I've kind of tried to address it in the past, in the recent past, but like, you know, um, a lot of these people are new people or like they, you know, they don't necessarily come from the original, uh, support community that I come from. And so it's just like, how do I really even talk about this trend? This, this insane upward, um, the, the rise and just, um, 
RTC solutions for people. It's crazy. Like we've always known RTC isn't a long-term solution. We've always known that it's a volatile situation because when people are approved for RTC and they're, you know, getting prepared and they've got all their eggs in this basket, you can't really discuss with them at that point how um, RTC isn't going to do all these things for them. And it's, you know, think about what you're doing. Like we're dealing, we're still dealing with attachment trauma here and you're putting a kid in a, in a, um, um, uh, a, you know, in, a, in, a, in an environment with a variety of caregivers and with an, uh, an environment with a variety of uh, strategies all the time and people and other kids their age or whatever it may be. Um, and so they're just not going to hear it and you don't want to rain on anyone's parade. They're already going to send the kid. It's over. You know, there's no, no sense in um, making a big to-do about it. But I do have to wonder, like, I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm st- still shocked at the fact that like it is, it is still gaining mo- even more momentum at this point. Like I'm, I'm still blown away by that. I don't understand. Um, you know, if your kid's 16, 15, and you just want to try to get them in a treatment facility until they're an adult because you can't do it anymore. You've got, I, I've read stories of, you know, um, 15, 16 year olds that are, uh, multiple, you know, we've got multiple pregnancies that were um, not viable and we have drug use and we have um, theft and, um, you know, crime and things like that. And RTC is just like basically the one step before, you know, you're in an intense program before you go to juvie. That's a totally different story. Um, but like we're talking about nine and 10 year olds being shipped off for a year at a time. Um, and the plan is always for them to come home. And I just can't understand, like some of these parents are very wise. They have been in this world for a while. They know the rules, they've read the books, they've made their own assessments. They have deconstructed and reconstructed the reality of attachment disorders, the true reality, not the the bullshit reality that we're all faced with out in the media, but the real reality. And they know for a fact that these for-profit places are not gonna fix their kid and return them in a nice pretty box um, with less drama and chaos than they left with it's going to be the opposite they know that and I know that they know and I know that they just need a break and I get it however we are really and truly as a community um you know kind of inner intertwined with support of RTC the minute somebody finds a new one everybody's all over it if there's funding or financing or something for a private facility everyone's talking about it um and I think it's just bad news like I think it's terrible news I don't think it is a a viable, um, uh, you know, or even a good solution for um, the vast majority of all of the children that I have read the stories of um, from varying ages, genders, socioeconomic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, educational backgrounds, uh, varying degrees of attachment disorders, etc. And I have yet to see one scenario where it works. The only scenario I can think of, I'm not going to mention any names. The child has been in um, some sort of residential treatment its entire life. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, well over a decade at this point. So like, um, yeah, that one works because that's all that they know. And the parents visit them in residential treatment and that's the end of it. So there's nothing really um, else to assess there because that's the only life they've ever had and will most likely ever have until they're an adult. And that's a whole different, you know, hell, if you will. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, 
something burns my ass pretty much every day and this one is just a weird one it's just a, a one that I don't understand how we have like somehow as a community just decided that we were going to um step out of reality and stop um functioning in a very well-known space that RTC is counterproductive, it's counterintuitive, and it is not productive. It is not productive to progress, to growth. There isn't, um, it's not a magic wand, it's not a solution. I do understand that there are scenarios where it is the right choice, and I also understand that there are even more scenarios where the parents need um, caregivership opportunities for a break with people that are, you know, uh, supposedly licensed and capable of dealing with it, their friends and family are not helpful. But, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we know that, uh, residential treatment facilities for rad doesn't work. And like, I get so tired of opening up, um, different, you know, outlets in the, in the community. And it's just riddled with, uh, RTC searching, hunting, reviewing discussion and, you know, we're just pretending that we don't know better. Yeah. So that's my little, uh, rad reality moment today. <laughs> we'll see if I post this, but, um, yeah, just a little, a little vent, if you will. I'm interested to hear anything that anyone has to say about it. And, um, you know, I do want to actually touch on one other thing. This for-profit shit is really, really scary. You know, you guys need to be careful. You need to check your desperation. You need to really do some deep digging on on these facilities that are for profit and um and what these claims are like you know there are new websites popping up every day with these great wonderful like uh, groundbreaking strategic therapeutic interventions that are known to turn attachment disorder around and for us you know just the small price of ten thousand dollars like you too can have a regular life with um fully bonded attached um, children that are, you know, healed of all of their, um, traumas and wounds. And it is just not in fact realistic to think that some, uh, somewhere in the world, um, there are eruptions of these small facilities with these basic and similar websites all over, especially like in the Midwest and like these bizarre places, um, of these religious based therapeutic intervention solutions that are going to fix um, your kid because they fixed 600 positive reviews on their website. Like this is big money and it is, you know, the minute that people are aware of the desperation of this audience and how focused it is, how engaged it is, um, you know, how niche it is yet how easy it would be to capitalize and exploit the absolute exhaustion they will find ways to target and exploit. There are brilliant, brilliant multimedia, especially um, digital marketers and advertising people who, this is what they do. And I know because this was my field. I mean, it's what I went to school for. It's what I've done myself. Is you know, you look at target audience and you know, where the opportunities are and how do we reach them and think like the consumer and like dig in and join groups. And you start to, you know, learn about these audiences and how to, you know, how to, um, breach them. And now I will say I have a very high level of, um, ethic, you know, my, my ethics are very much intact and my moral compass is, is a hundred percent in check. So my, 
my goings on were not um, ill, ill fated. They were just the same behaviors in things like you know the beauty industry, like for nail, you know, nail salons or whatever, um, medical marijuana, of course, and then you know car dealerships or just small businesses, independent businesses, and things like that. So I needed to figure out how to find and market to their um, to their target audiences. But when I tell you that I see the possibilities with the attachment disorder community and these parents that have been isolated, they're, they are on a um, desert alone, their marriages are failing, all these things are happening and they're actively engaged every day, all day in the support community world. Um, if whoever is moderating or whoever is, you know, overseeing these, these outlets, don't, do not make it a very, very serious and strict rule that there is no marketing of any kind within that channel. I promise you it has happened to us and ours in our platform many times. Um, you will accept someone into the group thinking that they have, they've checked all the boxes, you've vetted them and they look good. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, uh, little tiny, um, hints of, um, influencer being dabbled around. And before you know it, you're, you're dealing with a director of one of these little shitholes. I have caught it so many times. I can't tell you. I have caught it in other forms as well. Um, blogs and books and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Like this is something that we have to be vigilant about because, um, I mean, we would all give all of our money away to fix this solution and have, um, you know, just, just have a, a magical cure and there isn't one and there will never be one. Nobody has some, some, um, Amazon book or, you know, um, a a YouTube series that you can buy or a facility in, uh, who knows where, uh, USA that is going to fix this. Um, if there was some groundbreaking solution that was like fixing attachment trauma, I think we would, we would, uh, we would all know. We would all know because um, it's just like with anything else, as seen on TV, as seen on Dr. Phil, as seen on blah, blah, blah. Like these are small endeavors that are backed with huge amounts of um, research for financial gain and the solutions are not um, optimized in the way that that we would hope they are. So we have to be careful and we have to be careful where we allow people to, um, breach our communities because they will exploit their endeavors and their initiatives within these communities. If, if they even have so much as a moment to do so in very tricky ways. So we have to be careful guys. Um, yeah, so I'm done. That's it. I think I said it all. All right. I will, uh, I'll be back with Danielle, um, in just a few days, hopefully with some more, actual plan scheduled, uh, clearly flowing content for you all. Have a good night and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.